the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. It's hour two six oh four here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Three oh three six nine six nineteen seventy one is the number. Everybody on the phone, sit tight because we. I promised to spend a little time with our next guest, and you know me, I'm an activist, and so I like to talk to candidates. I like to get people on. I like to get people, you know, looking around for alternatives and and uh, finding the ones who turn out to be the best fit, the best constitutional conservative, the most courage, whatever. And I've known David DiCarlo for a while, and uh, gosh, we probably go back a decade or more. But he's running for Douglas County School Board, and it's very interesting because we were all very excited about getting rid of the very left-wing school board in Douglas County and replacing them with conservatives. But apparently there hasn't been a ton, or at least enough in some folks' minds, of conserving going on over there. Uh, so one of these folks, apparently, is our next guest, David DiCarlo. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Randy. It's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity today. I can't remember the last time I had you on the air, what if you were what you were running for or what you were involved with. or uh, I was working it's... still for Americans for Prosperity, so it was uh, a while ago. Yeah, uh, man. Here, six years. Yeah, that was probably uh, on my morning show. Well, anyway. Yep. Uh, you haven't gone away, and and that's that's the problem with being an activist, isn't it? Once once you once it's in your blood, man, there's no stopping it. Yeah, there's there's nothing you can do. It just it's going to run its course the rest of your life, without a doubt. So I I remember all the excitement when uh, we replaced the left wing school board in Douglas County. I remember some good things that happened. Uh, you know, change of leadership at the school, principal or superintendent or somebody, and. Just uh, a lot of buzz, a lot of activity. I, I, I just don't Uh-oh. even know why. They're... My fault. I, I, I just don't even. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that thing's live. I was trying to get something off the screen. I'm like, wait a minute, that's live. <laughs> All right, live radio at its worst. Welcome to Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Anyway, um, apparently some folks aren't satisfied with the caliber of representation on the school board, and you're obviously among them or you wouldn't be running. So let's start with a little background on you, and then uh, I'll just turn it over to you for your pitch. Sure. Well, my, as far as background, we, we have been moved here in 07. I've been involved activist since probably 08 in education, since 09, put three kids through this school district. Uh, I have, gosh, as far as my resume, you know, Fortune 10 companies, uh, sales leadership. Uh, I obviously worked in the political spectrum for a while there with Americans for Prosperity, uh, you know, we've been here, gosh, just short of 20 years, I guess. And honestly, the reason I decided to do this was last fall, the, f- the first big thing they did was to put up a tax increase. And it was, I thought it was terrible timing. And uh, so did the voters. They voted it down. Within 60 days, I was in an executive committee meeting and there was a speaker there from the district telling us that they were bringing it back this year. Completely tone deaf, tone deaf to the economic realities of what's going on right now, tone deaf to the voters that just spoke 
So I announced my candidacy uh, shortly before Valentine's. I think I made it official with Secretary of State on Valentine's Day. So February 14th, I became a candidate. And the taxes aren't the only reason I'm running, but it's a big reason. It's it's probably one of the, the bigger reasons and the, the reason that's resonated most with people that I'm talking to. Uh, it's hard time to go out and ask somebody to give more. Boy, ain't that the truth. And And you know what? Uh, what I always say when I get these measures, I'm in Arapahoe County, and they're asking for more money is, no, first, show me where you're going to trim the fat, where you're going to get rid of the, you know, assistant to the assistant DEI monitor and the assistant to the assistant gender transition supervisory secretary to the president. I mean, it's just that the, the bureaucracy has grown so massively in these school districts. So they're wasting money. It's inefficient. It's so politicized. And so show me some of that. And then maybe I'd be willing to look and see what you need as far as, you know, capital improvements or things like that. Sure. Yeah. It comes down to telling the complete story and telling complete truth. So one of the things that the district will say is, well, we, we have a smaller administrative staff. And if you're talking about leadership at the, you know, down in Castle Rock at the uh, the district headquarters, yes. If you're talking about district level at the schools, no. No, it's about 27% higher, according to what we've found with you know, CDC and other, other uh, resources, than the district we keep being compared to, which is Cherry Creek. Uh, it's a really awful, wrong, bad comparison. I'll, I won't go too deep into it, but just to kind of set the table, Cherry Creek never debruced. So They've got tools and things at their disposal. We don't. It's an apples to cabbage comparison is what I always call it because they're not even in, both in the fruit family. So it, the before you ask for more money, you have to go through that budget and make awful sure that you have saved everything you can everywhere you can. I don't, I don't feel that's properly happened. And the other thing I would say, there are seven directors. And seven people voted to put this tax on the ballot. Not one person on that board represented the opinion of the better than 50% of voters that last year said no. And there's a variety of reasons, obviously, this year with skyrocketing property tax, HH looming on the horizon. Will it pass? Won't it pass? Preparation H, yes. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that. Yep, exactly. So what is the... uh, you know, what is the what's the solution? Well, taxes, raising people's mortgages even more. Your mortgage is not the district's ATM. This is not the right time. And when we talk about the bond portion and building, we have fewer students today than we had 10 years ago. What we have are areas of the district that have fewer kids and new areas that have no schools. There are other solutions that can be brought to bear there without building buildings that they, we will then have to come back and say, hey, we built the building. Now we need more money because we need to staff the building. It's just this endless cycle. Well, and that's the way it works in government, isn't it? They're, they're never you've, – you've run companies. I've run small companies, and we have to earn it before we can spend it. They tell us what their needs and their wants and their demands are, and then they expect us to fund it no matter what. And it, it the world can't work that way anymore, and the average mom and dad out there – that we don't have another penny to give right now. It's outrageous that they'd even think about it. 
And especially in light of what you said, how the tax thing was voted down, I equate it. It's you know, it's it's different. But um, during the leadership fight on the Republican National Committee, I didn't hear from one constituent uh, here in Colorado. And and I didn't hear from anybody around the entire country who was reaching out to me by email or phone saying, hey, vote for more of the same vote for a fourth fourth term of Rana. And so things I admire about Rana, things that she's done well. uh, But I listened to my constituents and voted instead for Harmeet Dillon. And I think people that don't listen to their constituents need to be held accountable. I would agree. And what I would say is the board is elected to represent the people to the district and, and to govern the district. If the board was elected to represent the district to the people, the district would be voting alone. So there's a lot of us out here that feel like it's being led from the district outwards instead of the will of the people in. That's a problem. That's not representative government. Or maybe I should say it's not good representative government. And one of the things I feel that we are guilty of, as a, whether you want to say it's as a movement or as a, a party or anything else, holding our own accountable. We do a great job of pointing at the opposite party or people with opposite beliefs from us and saying, well, how dare you? I don't get as frustrated with somebody on the left acting like they're on the left as I do with somebody on the right telling me they're on the right and then acting like something other than being on the right. One, That's frustrating. 100%. We're talking with David DiCarlo running for Douglas County School Board. The website is DiCarlo4SchoolBoard.com, F-O-R, DiCarlo4SchoolBoard.com. I was at the Adams County Picnic Barbecue. I was their featured speaker today. And uh, wound up having a pretty lengthy conversation, a lot of questions back and forth. But I pointed, I reminded people of, of what I'm learning. A lot of these unaffiliateds, you know, we're told we've got to keep open primaries and keep unaffiliateds interested in Republicans. There is a large number of unaffiliateds out there who are Republican by nature, but left the party because we don't stand for anything. I would agree. We talk a great game and then when it comes time to put policy behind it or even uh, you know i mean it's it takes it, you know this is a seven person board it takes a majority to, to pass policy are we even having the discussions on the other policy issues that matter are we talking about things that matter the hard stuff we do, i don't see that happening and there you know i'm sure people are going to say well our test scores are up yeah all that stuff is great wonderful However, look at us as a country today and look at us 40 years ago. What direction have we gone in? Yeah. Are, you, are you satisfied with the intelligence level and with what's coming out of our Can we do better? The answer is always yes. We should always be trying to do better. And one of the things I believe is instead of looking to our neighbors from the north and saying how much more they have, I, I was taught you only look at your neighbor's plate to make sure there's enough in it. We need to look at ourselves yesterday and say where are we in in conjunction today? What policy changes have we made? What fruit has it produced? What measurable results do we have? And quite frankly, when when we lose, when the left wins, they take the ball and they run as hard left as they can. When we win, we play around the edges of what they've done, talking about if we move too fast, we'll lose everything. Well, that doesn't mean we should move on wisely, but it doesn't mean we should go at a snail's pace. We have to take things back and we have to make it difficult to undo what we've done. We, we, we don't have a great history of that. We just don't. 
David, could we send you out to Washington, D.C. to talk to Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, please? <laughs> Because you're absolutely because you're absolutely right. It's a ratchet. It's a pendulum. It swings hard left and then p comes back a bit to the right. And when we get elected, we pull it back some, but never back to you know where we started or back our direction, so that it's right. always ratcheting further left. How has yes. how has this Douglas County School Board done on issues of wokeness, on gender ideology, on you know drag shows or? or, uh, you know, gay literature in the libraries and all of that kind of stuff? So I don't, I don't believe there's any drag show stuff going on with the district. I've not heard that. I mean, there's certainly some things that have happened in the county. Uh, and, and there's always a question in the library with regard to what books are appropriate or not. I think it's pretty easy when you look at the situation. Is it, is it pornographic? Um, we don't need to be providing pornographic materials in order parents want it. Uh, it, with regard to some of the other issues, I know that there's been some movement on things like critical race theory. I think that the, the bigger issue, the bigger problem with this becomes what do the people want, how fast do they want it, and how quickly can we undo it? Some things changed when we lost the board back starting in 2015, and they weren't all for the better. Most of it wasn't. No, I don't think a lot of people understand just how much changed when we lost the board in 2015. We were on the verge of the model charter school program, model for the entire nation in Douglas County. And the left brought a lawsuit in Denver District Court. The judge there put a halt on the move that was going to be made to to send a, a significant portion of taxpayer money with the children to the school of their choice, the public school would still get a portion of money, even though they didn't have to educate that child. That was part of the deal. Right. But a judge put it on hold, went through the appellate process, made it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where um, my assessment, and I read that case pretty close back in the day, uh, it was a winning case, even with the Supreme Court constituted as it was at that time, and we elected that leftist school board, and they just said, no thanks, we don't want to appeal anymore, and probably lost 20 years of progress with just that one election loss. I would agree. Uh, my position on that hasn't changed. You know, I support empowering parents. You know, they, they have to choose what, what best education option fits their child, because the system exists for the child. The child does not exist to provide a system. So the taxpayer dollars they've contributed should follow that student to whatever is best for that student. We only get one chance to educate a child. That's it. If you miss it, uh, you're sending somebody out into the world that's, that, that's not, we failed. I mean, it's, it's not even not ready. We failed. And so, so what do you do about that? We have to empower parents. And that's all that that system we had at the time was about that's all that lawsuit was about it was about what is best for kids there is nothing nothing in heaven and earth that that is one size fits all there's nothing i can think of in my life that is one size fits all we have to value the individuality of children and families i know this is a nonpartisan race but i'm speaking from the perspective of a, as a republican the republican national yes. committee man and an attorney uh, even back then, 2015, we just we were not paying attention to how great the other side is at lawfare, and they yeah. they stymied the progress, the, the real progress, not the phony progress that the pro so-called progressives refer to in Douglas County long enough to get 
you know, through an election and then drop, you know, pull that lawsuit out. Horrific. I was I was literally sick when that went down the way that it did. So um, I appreciate what you're doing. It's DiCarlo for school board, D-I-C-A-R-L-O, David DiCarlo, DiCarlo for school board. Are you, is there a slate running? Uh, are you running as an individual? How's, how's so, it going to yeah, break let down? Let me explain that. Yeah. There, there are two groups. I am not in either. I am not running to be part of uh, watered down anything. I'm not running with the left and I'm not running with this other slate. I am endorsed by the County Republican Party. I am endorsed by sitting Senator Beasley and Van Winkle, uh, former Senators Harvey Holbert, former Speaker McNulty, former Douglas County School Board President and CU Regent John Carson, and uh, county level officials as well. I I look at it and I say, I don't need a slate. I don't need who's running with me to do what's right. What I was told by one of my, my supporters, one of the folks that supported me early was, they may very well have some conservative tendencies or be conservative. They, what they don't have is a conservative anchor. I am not a conservative of comparison. Compared to Bernie Sanders, compared to Barack Obama, most people I know are conservative in comparison. I'm a conservative of conviction. I'm a conservative by nature. I'm a conservative by belief and by track record. And that is why I'm running. And that is how I will uh, voice my opinions when I win in November. Holbert, Carson, Harvey, McNulty. The Republican Party on down the list. Is that the best you got, Dave? Is that all you can really bring to the table? I mean, come on, man. Well, don't, don't forget Treasurer Dave Gill. <laughs> no. No, that's... I've got, yeah, I've got a lot of good people that believe in me. Good. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of activists that believe in me. I'm not shy about telling you what I believe, and I'm not going to hide behind clever words. Or, or turns a phrase. Uh, when I'm asked a question, I answer a question. Now, I, I love clarity and strength, and you certainly presented that in this conversation. I appreciate it. What do you need from people? Well, we, I mean, you know, the same thing every every campaign needs. We need volunteers, and we need money. And they can they can find, you know, at DiCarlo, it's D-I-C-A-R-L-O, for schoolboard.com. Uh, there's a donation spot there. There's a sign-up for for action we're obviously we're making phone calls we're walking we're doing all the things that campaigns do to get our message out and win uh, and we're absolutely not shy about telling folks as well my positions on you know 5a 5b no and hh no absolutely not no uh, the the situation we're in randy if you think about it going back to the 90s hh had parents back in those days that was the debursing that we voted to do here uh you know you trade uh your your future taper returns for six magic beans and hope they grow into something and it doesn't work we've got the same choice now 30 years later but this time on property tax values got to be a no 100 percent. well dave i wish you well and um, we'll definitely have you back what is the day of the election it's a uh, tuesday november 6th gosh and it's so close man it's it's it it's is. the middle of september already so all right. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll definitely Thank get you, you back on before the election. And um, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you as as nonpartisan Republican National Committee man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. God bless you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you very much. David DiCarlo, DiCarlo for schoolboard.com. I like straight talk, and I am sure that you feel the exact same way. Speaking of straight talk, man, the text messages have been rolling in. Bobert is a dead fish. She is acting like a blankety-blank child with 
Big, okay. She needs to get primaried or just resign. Last time, the Democrats did not put a dime in the race, and she won by only 500 votes. Now they're going to bring the House against her. Plus, she was pulling a Democrat by saying, do you know who I am? I get getting hammered, but I'm not a blanking congressman. So now we obviously don't know. Is that uh, is that someone who was a Boebert supporter and flipped or someone who never was a Boebert supporter and is pouncing? I don't know. I don't know. But do you really take someone off the out of the game, out of the battle, off of the battlefield on their because of behavior on their worst day? especially when it turns into behavior that's fully in public, publicized around the world? Or do you wait and see how, you know, how this person rebounds? What kind of strength? What kind of grace? Hmm, Lots of good questions. We'll get back to your phone calls when we return. Time for a break here on 710-KNUS. Brownie points, if you can give me the name of that group. It is weird knowing that your cell phone listens to you and follows the things that you look up and that you do, because I find so much of these classic love songs and lost songs and everything showing up when I just asked for some music, ask for some music to be played. Very, very spooky. The times that we live in now we had, um, Commie Dave from San Francisco. We let him in. They let him out or uh, fed him enough in San Francisco that he had some energy and he wanted to call all the way to Denver to spew his nonsense. And uh, and it was kind of fun. A lot of text messages came in after that. We were talking about Lauren Boebert, among other things. And um, Alexa weighs in on the 710 text to studio app. The most scandalous part of the Boebert story to me was her date was a Democrat. Yeah, that really troubled me. It really did. But, you know, what do you do with love and lust in the middle of a divorce? Can't imagine the pressure, the 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 hype, the uh, just all of it coming together. And, you know, I, I lost my wife 15 weeks ago, but I remember so clearly, so very clearly, the passion that uh, that we had when we first met and it was just it was relentless it was um I, it just you know that's part of life that's part of humanity that's part of being alive and are we going to judge a person on their worst date but anyway before we get to the phones back to what commie dave had to say he said because uh, i brought up you know, they, everybody, the left, Kyle Clark, uh, corrupt coordinated Democrat controlled media machine. But I repeat myself, um, piling on Boebert, just as Commie Dave did. And so I just asked him, you know, did he have the same sense of outrage? Did he have the same sense of outrage of touchy feely, creepy Joe Biden sniffing and pawing at kids? And he said, oh, there's no video of that that doesn't exist. And so I asked him about Bill Clinton and his trips to Epstein Island. And then I brought up Monica Lewinsky, a president, a married president, father, or although you got to admit, um, Hillary's daughter does not look at all 
like her father. She looks like Hillary's old boss at the law firm. But setting that aside, he told us that he, he asked me, you're a lawyer. <laughs> Did you ever hear the speech, the last speech that uh, Monica Lewinsky gave about the affair that she had with Bill Clinton in the White House? And I haven't I've never heard of it. He claimed, commie Dave, that Lewinsky reported that her very Republican father put her up, set her up to go in to the White House and seduce the president and try and, you know, get rid of him. And I got to say, I searched and searched and I could find nothing on. And you would think, by the way, because well, I'm using a Google search right now, if there was something favorable to Clinton, uh, a story that Monica Lewinsky was placed there by her own father with knee pads, as uh, as Kami Dave referred to in the first hour, that it would come up somewhere. But here's what I did find from Forbes, a full transcript, Monica Lewinsky speaking out October of 2014, so almost nine years ago. And here's what she said nine years ago. Uh, and some of this is kind of important. It's, it's pretty, pretty powerful. My name is Monica Lewinsky, though I have often been advised to change it or asked why on earth I haven't. But here we are. I haven't. I am still Monica Lewinsky. You are an audience of young super achievers, on average probably 15 years younger than me. Lucky, lucky you. And your youth is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today. It does mean, though, that some of you might be asking, who the hell is she, this Monica, and what is she doing here? And maybe even, what is she doing in all those rap lyrics? Skip over some parts here. So allow me to briefly recap my story. Monica Lewinsky, 16 years ago, fresh out of college, a 22-year-old intern in the White House, and more than averagely romantic, I fell in love with my boss in a 22-year-old sort of a way. It happens. But my boss was the president of the United States. That probably happens less often. Now, I deeply regret it for many reasons, not the least of which is that people were hurt, and that's never okay. But back then in 1995, we started an affair that lasted on and off for two years, and at that time, it was my everything. That, I guess you could say, was the golden bubble part for me, the nice part. The nasty part was that it became public, public with a vengeance. She goes on. So... She certainly, in this most recent of speeches, talking about the topic of online abuse, recapping her story, doesn't somehow confess to having been planted there by her very Republican father with knee pads and all, as we were told by Commie Dave. It's just so funny how Democrats find ways to excuse, ignore, go around but man they are relentless if they get their filthy claws into a republican all right let's get back to the phones looks like brian in arvada has been there the longest brian welcome hey how's it going tonight randy going just fine brian how about you well it's going all right you know what the sad thing is is bill clinton was actually good compared to what's in office now I mean, absolutely. As a president, he performed pretty well. He kept the Reagan economy alive. He uh, he, uh, he talked about the budget, from what I understood. But well, but you can you can hand a lot of that to Newt Gingrich, I think. But uh, uh, oh, okay, they, yeah, they, you're right. Yeah, they forced him there. But he was all. There's great 
State of the Union addresses where he talks about securing the border and, and just a whole lot of positives there. Well, as far as creepiness, so I'm going on the creepiness <laughs> schedule here. God. I mean, Bill, you know, he had his he had his little thing going on there. But old Joe, man, I mean, he's hanging out with his daughter in the shower. The guy's sniffing everybody's hair. And I want to give a word to advice to people that are invited to the White House. If you're dumb enough to go, leave your poor children at home. I mean, this guy is just instinct. He's just going to molest them in his head. The guy's a weirdo. Yeah, I saw another video, and I, I loved that Commie Dave said uh, there is no video. Um, but I saw a video on one of the cable channels that played – and it included a recent Joe Biden, a little baby girl in her mom's arms. That redhead? Yeah, I well, it was a it was definitely a red colored dress or purple colored dress, and he goes yeah, in. Yeah, and she looked all creepy at him. And, yeah, and he weird. bends down close, and he literally gnaws on, like chews on, you know, yeah, 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 on her shoulder. I know, and she's just like, "Oh, mommy, oh, get me away!" I mean, God. this is horrible. I, yeah, the guy. I would literally be in prison because I would slap the crap out of the president of the United States. Well, you would know better than, you know, if you had to go meet Joe, we're going to leave the kids at home, guys, okay? That's where we're going to start before we meet Joe. Or at least, at least lather him up with anti-pervert lotion. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the uh, the guy's a freak. And you know what's funny? I like how Democrats, like your uh, commie, commie Dave there. Yeah. Is it? Maybe it's normal. Maybe, you know, it's normal for them, for fathers. This came from his own daughter. It wasn't from me. It wasn't from you. It wasn't from Trump. It came from his own daughter in her her own diary. Hey, you know, daddy's rolling in the shower with me. I mean, this ain't cool. But they don't want to talk about that at all. Is she wrong? Is she a liar? Are you questioning a woman's, you know... Yeah. Well, women say, all right, you idiot. But they just, they don't live in reality. There's no reality attached to these idiots. And I can't figure it out. Listen. They make excuses for child molestation. I mean, how bad, I can I can understand making excuses if you're, it's your friend for other things. But guys, when it comes to abusing children, ah, the excuses kind of got to go at that point is what I'm thinking. And look at how horrid his two living children turned out. Drug addicted, sex addicted, screwed up. Uh, in Hunter's case, a criminal uh, should be a felon by now. He's not. Uh, it, it just goes on and on and on, and they'll cover and cover. And as one of these texters said, says, the Dems will and the Rhino Republicans will never let go of this Bobert thing. It'll be on twenty four hour loop. You know what? When I look at Bobert, I said, well, you know, she had her night out. She got a little crazy. She decided to be a normal citizen one night. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, it's kind of entertaining just to see all the nonsense. But then I'm thinking, what is she gone for that actually affects me? And everything she goes for benefits me. So her little night out, whatever, I don't even care at the end of the day, as long as it doesn't affect me. The problem with Joe is he's bought off by all these countries. You need to talk to Ken about that, by the way. And that affects me because that uh, spy balloon can, you know, just roll around America. We're all cool with it. He's actually compromised to the point where it's dangerous. Now, if Bobert goes out and she vapes or does whatever the hell she does, yeah, it's entertaining. But it doesn't affect the security of the United States of America. And that's what concerns me more. And it seems like these Democrats just can't get that. It's really weird. But 
What do I know? What do you think about her apologizing? I wouldn't apologize. She's a girl living her life. Never, ever apologize to the left. Ever. Well, you're going to sound fake when you come out because you're going to have people write it for you. Well, you know, I had an undiscretionary moment, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to care. We're all humans. Yeah. We're all human, Randy, and we all make mistakes. And a person that judges you by your worst moment, you don't need them any help. You encourage people and you judge them by their best moment. The problem is with the Democrats, there's nothing but miserable moments. They never learn anything. They're nut jobs. Wisdom from Arvada, Brian the Sage. Fine job, sir. Oh, did we lose him? Did you dump him? Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, it's time for the break, so it was a good time for that. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. Two things before we jump. Don't forget, Tom Tancredo will be joining us by phone today uh, because he is very upset about the Ken Buck letter response regarding the J6 defendants, and, and he wants to talk about it. And obviously... If Tommy wants to talk, I love to listen. So we will he will join us at the top of the hour. Plenty of time for more of your calls as well. And um, something, oh, yes, it's, man, every single break. Start of the show. Top of my sheet here, my little notes to myself, underneath the phone number to the studio. Top of the notes. And I look at it at every break, and I say, okay, got to do it this time. Got to do it this time. Didn't ever do it. Thank you to Jeff Hunt for stepping up and showing up and filling in last week. I uh, heard a little bit of the podcast. I heard his interview of Dave Williams, chair of the Colorado State GOP. Dude on fire. Jeff is popping up on 710 quite a bit, and I'm loving it. So thank you, Jeff. Always appreciate it so very much. Now it's done. I can cross it off. 643, one more segment in this hour. Tom Tancredo joins us at the top of the hour. You stay right there here on 710 KNUS. A girl like you, young rascals. And nobody guessed, nobody came up with the Classics 4, the last bumper we played in the last segment. That song was called Traces. I'm just loving the oldies these days, so we're spending some time with them here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. So good to have you here. Our phone number, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. Mitt Romney is out. He's announced that he's not running for U.S. Senate. There's speculation. I've got no basis for it other than people are talking about it, that Romney wants to run for president on the no labels label. Now, I think the no labels label should have a label, and it should be the no principles label. We stand for nothing, so we don't call ourselves anything. Romney would be a good fit there based on the way he's performed as a U.S. senator. Uh, I think that the writing was on the wall in talking with with Republican officials from the state of Utah. Um, Romney is not popular there. Booed at uh, the maybe not the last convention, but at a recent statewide convention, um, his policies, his positions, his anti-Trumpism, his you know he's he reminds me of John McCain. They just can't get over the anger at Trump for what they viewed as a diss. Now, I guess McCain had a pretty good reason, but McCain thumbs down on the repeal, the full repeal of Obamacare was right there in front of us. And John McCain, in the most dramatic fashion he could, waited until 2 o'clock in the morning uh, 
to give his final determinative vote and gave it a thumbs down out of his hate, his anger toward Donald Trump. A guy who had campaigned on repeal and replace Obamacare, who raised millions upon millions of dollars. Just unbelievable. But I think Romney sees the writing on the wall and nobody, and he's an old guy. I think he's, he's 80. Now he's more Trump 80, you know, Trump years, not Biden years. There is a distinct difference we're now learning and seeing, Uh, but he looks well. He still speaks clearly and and sounds okay. Hi, Randy. Don't you think Romney would just run to split the boat and pull numbers away from Trump? Well, that's a good point. Uh, Yeah. And what does that tell you about Romney? The Democrats have their Green Party candidate, and um, and who's the black radical? Oh, gosh. Name is on the tip of my tongue, who's already announced, likely to skim off two or three points from the Democrats. And the no labels could be a place for, you know, the Dick Wadhamses of the world, the uh, Chris Christie's of the world. Who are the other virtue signalers who say, ah, if Trump's the nominee, I just don't know. Who I'm going to vote for, I don't care how radically bad the Democrat on the other side is going to be. Because, you know, red man bad, orange man bad. Just unbelievable. I did prompt, don't forget, uh, Donald Trump is joining, or <laughs> Donald Trump, God, I wish. Uh, I haven't tried to get that one. Um, Tom Tancredo. You know, it's funny, Tom Tancredo's latest book was I Was Trump Before It Was Cool. And uh, I got a copy of that from him personally while he was in the hospital, no less. Um, Just a phenomenal, phenomenal book. But uh, he's going to join us because he is really upset about this position that Ken Buck has taken on the J6 defendants. I was very clear to me that uh, the Ken Buck supporters in Adams County we're not at all happy about his position on impeachment. It just goes on and on and on. And so we'll hear what Tom has to say and why. And um, always fun to talk with Tom Tancredo on the radio. We had him in studio just a few weeks ago for, gosh, it was an hour or more. And it was just a blast. So um, that's coming up. Stay with us for that. 303-696-1971. We've got time. Yeah, we've got time for calls. So we'll get to Jack in a minute. But um, we had some ladies on the line before that I thought wanted to talk about Bobert. And we've only heard from men and my opinion. And, of course, Kami Dave from San Francisco. We haven't had a woman weigh in. Uh, Alexa did. <laughs> Alexa, if you weren't here, uh, texted to the studio. My biggest disappointment in the Bobert affair is uh, that she's dating a Democrat. Uh, nice. I really like that. But I'd just be interested. Do do we judge? Uh, do you remember what it's like being, you know, in love or infatuated, or hyper turned on to an individual person or whatever? Yeah. Bad look. Sitting congresswoman. Um, all gussied up. And I, I get it. I get it. And then lying about vaping, if that's what happened. Yeah, hard to uh, wrap your hands around that. But I love what Brian said, that uh, we judge people not at their worst moment, number one. And number two, nothing that she's doing in her personal life impacts us negatively. Yet what she's doing in Congress impacts us very, very positively. All 
really, really good points. I did promise when we opened the show that I'd give you updates on the Trump lawsuit to keep him off the ballot here in Colorado. The Proposition 106 effort to stop once and for all the unconstitutional open primary here in Colorado uh, and some other things that are going on. And we will do that in the 7 o'clock hour. We've got time to squeeze Jack in. Jack from Wyoming is back. Welcome, Jack. Hey, Randy. How you doing? Hanging in, my brother. I'm on my way to Evergreen. Uh, is uh, is Ken Buck trying to be the next John McCain? Is number one. I, I just don't. It, I just don't understand it. He is alienating his base, and I don't know what he's angling for. Well, pu- publicity, of course. That's the same thing John McCain was angling for. It's all the same. Hmm. Okay, here's the other one. There's nobody tougher than Harriet Hageman out of Wyoming. Yeah. There's nobody tougher. She is absolutely in a class by herself. What do you think? I oh I love her. I, you know she was a Republican National Committee woman, so I got to know her um, during my my before she moved on and joined Congress. And very likable, very smart, um, has an answer, a clear answer to every question, and just rolled through Liz Cheney. Oh yeah. All righty. Well, you know me. I can talk about anything, but I really don't know anything, so I better shut up. <laughs> well, Jack, it's always good to hear from you. Thanks for checking in. Okay. Then. An unidentified texter. I'm a girl, and I could care less about what Lauren did, though she probably needs to have more awareness when she is out in public, knowing that anything that can be used against her will be, and she has a very tough race in front of her. Yeah, you can... You can scratch your head about judgment. You can scratch your head about timing. You can scratch your head about dating a Democrat. Um, and I, you know, I, I guess I'm going to have to watch the videos and just so I can draw my own conclusions. We'll see how this plays out over the next week. Maybe it will be worth talking about and maybe it won't. I know Lauren was scheduled as the keynote speaker in, I think it's Trinidad, a Lincoln Day dinner tonight. And I'm hoping that some of my listeners and spies and friends down there will let me know whether she shows up and how she deals with this. I'd love to get you that information before the end of the show. But um, is this the end of Lauren Boebert? Should it be the end of Lauren Boebert? The left sure thinks so. Man, they're chomping at the bit. But look at how they walk away from creepy, sleepy Joe Biden, touchy-feely showers with daughter, Bill Clinton, I, this Monica Lewinsky thing, a president in his 40s, the most powerful man in the world, taking advantage of a 22-year-old intern in the Oval Office under his desk, just on and on and on. And uh, that's just, you know, that's just Bill being Bill. And Joe, you know, he's Grandpa Joe. And his daughter's not well. We don't really know if she meant it when she said that her dad took inappropriate, her word, inappropriate showers with her as a young girl. We don't want to talk about that because Bobert, because orange man bad. And I expect that from the left. It's the Republicans that just blow me away. Wide open border, terrorists, drugs, child rapists and kidnappers and traffickers flowing in inflation off the scale spending off the scale the dollar the american dollar uh, may no longer be the world's currency by the end of this presidential administration all of those things and yet those weak sticks 
wag their finger at Donald Trump, wag their finger at Lauren Boebert. Unfricking believable. We got callers all over the place. Everybody on the phone, you can hang up and call back uh, or stay on the line as you choose because when we come back on the phone, Congressman Tom Tancredo next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 